It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Solar panels work in winter. Solar energy output in Australia throughout winter is surprisingly high in some cities. You can learn more about better solar energy at B-Solar. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlife Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. Welcome to the First Serve, your home of tennis. Good evening, everybody. Uh, following uh, Easter Monday football, we're on a little bit earlier uh, tonight. What a cracker at the MCG, uh, particularly if you're a Hawthorne uh, fan. We talk a bit of tennis, as we do, right across the SCN network on a Monday night. So a warm welcome on this Monday, the 18th of April. Your calls uh, right throughout the show, as always, one 736 736 or your text tonight. 0433981116. All thanks to our very good friends at Tennis Direct, Australia's favourite online tennis store. They've got fast delivery, magnificent prices. Free delivery on orders over $150. You can shop with them tonight while you're listening in. Tennisdirect.com.au. Get that nice little discount. Promo code first serve one zero. Punch that in. And they will certainly look after you. Brett Phillips on this side of the desk on the B Solar menu tonight. All the latest from the past week in Magnificent Monte Carlo in particular. Lots of other talking points are bubbling around in the world of tennis. And to help me pull all that apart tonight is award-winning tennis and sports journalist. Great to have him back on the show, Courtney Walsh. Walshy? Absolute pleasure to be here. Um, it's been great to see all the uh, international action uh, since uh, we've joined the clay circuit. It's, yeah. uh, it's great to see uh, back on dirt and uh, some of those you know, epic matches in Monte Carlo through the week and, and to see the new world number one uh, on the women's side dominant. Dominant. What's to love? Absolutely dominant. Iga Sviontek, he's going going about as well as uh, the Melbourne Footy Club at the moment. In that rare patch of form where she just looks unbeatable and, and not just uh, unbeatable in terms of matches. She's yes. barely dropping a game on the court. It's uh, yep. I think it's an astonishing streak, about 19 straight wins. I think she's... Yep. Pulled together, so uh, really stamping herself as the uh, as the new champion of the sport. No doubt. Uh, so watchable. Uh, Iga Sviontek, and she's going to be staying around the pointy end for uh, a little while. one 736 736 Now, Walsh, I don't know if you've been on the show with me when my very good friend Harry from Belmore up in New South Wales uh, gives us a call. Harry, it's always a delight to have you on our show. Hello, Brett. How are you? I am going superbly. I've had a great Easter Monday ready and waiting to take your call because you normally rewind the tape a little bit, H. Uh, a bit of history. Pat Cash uh, must thank Peter Doohan, who passed away last year for his Wimbledon win. Peter Doohan with his chip charge, he was very good at that. He used to stand inside the baseline, yep. beat Boris Becker in the first round. Pat Cash had never beaten Becker as a junior or as a senior. 
Pat, uh, the juniors came here in the early 80s. Uh, Henry Lacon, Willander, yes. Jockham Nistrum, mm. and all of them came. And uh, Wally and Wally, Wally Masseur and the Pat Cash were our top juniors, and they couldn't hold a candle to all the others. Fantastic, Harry. Well, she, uh, you can chip in here because you can have a little talk to H. Yeah, hi, Harry. Look, I had the had the I suppose the the pleasure of having some contact via text message uh, with Peter Dewan, um You know, in the latter stages of his life, you know, yep. tragically passed away far too early. That's right. Uh, yeah, far, far too early. But uh, you know, and, and then seeing the outpouring of emotion uh, from his family. But also from from people like Boris Becker, who uh, you know, after he died, uh, I think it's a couple of years now. Um, mm. After he That's, died, oh, a couple of years, yeah. And Boris, when uh, when uh, Peter won, they found him the best hotel room in London. And when Peter lost in the third round to Big Bobo, the Vinovich, I think his name was, they flew Peter home first class. Boris Becker, the night he lost, went to a restaurant. Nobody had sit with him, but he saw some... I think Mark Kratzman was one, and they asked him to sit with them. There you go. Uh, you know, a fabulous uh, couple of names there. Former number one uh, junior in yep. the world, Mark Kratzman. Uh, Bobo Zivinovich had, had the uh, the cannon of a serve. Um, some right. great, great old mm. memories. And, and Peter played, I think it was the uh, maybe the Prince Magnesium. Or the aluminium. I can't right. remember quite what he had, but it was a it was a tremendous old player. Good on you, Harry. Thank you very much. You're a star. Okay. Thanks, mate. You're Bye. An absolute star. Call in next week. We always love a bit of Harry on our show. He always takes us back, and we'll have a bit on Boris Becker a little bit uh, later on. It is just a sad state of affairs. We touched on it last week, but yeah, we'll see where that goes in the next uh, fortnight. But we're going to start with uh, Monte Carlo while she uh, tonight. It is just a spectacular setting. The crowds are back this year. Uh, Prince Albert there, of course, uh, up on the uh, trophy uh, dais. But it's a week that uh, belonged to Stefanos Tsitsipas. It's just wide. And it is mission accomplished in Monte Carlo for Stefanos Tsitsipas. It's back-to-back titles for the young Greek. And he has produced some tremendous tennis this week. His opponent gave it everything. He's thrilled us over the last few days. But Tsitsipas just too good, once again reminding us how good he is on the European clay. Finalist du Rolex Monte Carlo Masters 2022, and it was his first final. Alejandro Davidovich Fokina du Rolex Monte Carlo Masters 2022. Il obtient son deuxième titre en principauté. C'était le tenant du titre. Il est grec, Stefanos Tsitsipas. Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, tout d'abord. In my first speech, <laughs> then, you know, first of all, congrats to Stefano. He played better than me today. He has a great team and he's doing very good. You know, I won. Soon the revenge, and you know we will see it together uh, many times, and for sure a lot of battles. I hope so. My team, what to say? Thank you <laughs> to coming this week, pushing myself every day since when I was a kid. This is a 
dream come true. You know, we were fighting for all these moments. Be here today with all of you guys. It's amazing and for sure I, I hope it will be a lot of times more. And who is at home watching me and supporting me. Thank you. You know, when I was a kid, I was watching at the TV all the finals. I was thinking to come play here one day in the final and, you know, I make it and I hope to be next year here. You know, thank you guys for the support. Thank you. Stefanos. Alejandro, first but not last, I'm pretty sure about it. I would like to tell you congratulations. I remember myself making my first Masters 1000 final and can completely understand how special that is. You're someone that is making me better. I hope I hope I'm the same. I don't know if we played juniors. I think we played juniors together. In Bonfili. I completely forgot. Yeah, you beat me 6-1-6-0. Really? <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We've come a long way. I remember your, your team. I remember uh, every single one of them. And uh, I would like to congratulate you on your hard work. Keep working hard. You know, this, this sport doesn't come without the sacrifices and uh, putting in the work. So congrats to you. Congrats to your team. Congrats to everyone that surrounds you and makes you the human being that you are. This place uh, holds a special place in my heart. For those that don't know, this is uh, my first event I ever attended as a six-year-old child. Not in a million years I would have thought that I would be in the position I am today. It is remarkable and I'd like to thank my team for working towards not just my dreams but our dreams together as a unit, as a team we like to call each other for putting the belief, for putting uh, in the hard work, you know, nothing comes without the hard work. Uh, nothing comes uh, without the hard work. That is a very true statement. Just before we pull this apart a little more, if you call, you get on this program anytime. one 736 736 More on Sitsipas. More on Davidovich Fakina. Oh, I've been saying that so many times. I just don't want to call it on radio, but I like the cut of his chin. But Chris Inderiman has given us a call. Chris, great to have you on the show. Hello, Brett. How are you, mate? You well? Yeah, not too bad, buddy. Not too bad, mate. Love your show each week. Good on you. Thank um, you. Just, um, I've got my two daughters. They've been involved in the game for about, what, seven, eight years or so. Um, and apart from playing their um, local um, competition, we go to a lot of tournaments like any other parents. Yep. Today, we just got back from the Shepton tournament. We, we've been going there for about the last seven, eight years. Mate, absolutely ripping tournaments. Well organised, well run. Um, just let you know, this is their 98th year. They're planning a big um, tournament in their 100th year, and what's that? 2024. Fantastic. And um, there was um, a scare of rain today. It was drizzling, so they got all the games on fairly early in the morning, and they got through majority majority of games, all the finals through. But just apart from that, you go there in the morning and um, there's egg and bacon rolls going <laughs> and then the canteen will start up and then um, you've got um, the RB starts up at 5 o'clock and Saturday nights they just have um, some bloke singing there. Right. And, um, Sounds like country week. <laughs> yeah, serving competitions. While she's getting and, excited, um, he's salivating here, Chris, because you, you love them. I mean, you're up at Country Week. I was there. Oh, yeah. This is a huge uh, tournament. Uh, Yarrawonga. It's, yeah, there's some great grass court facilities around uh, around Victoria. Oh, look, absolutely. And uh, look, I've played the uh, the Shepherd and uh, Easter yeah. tournament as a junior and then in the Open, uh, you know, two or three occasions. And really a, a beautiful club. The courts are fantastic. You're right on the, uh, the Goulburn River. Um, you have, uh, you know, not too far from the centre of town. So it's, in terms of location, it's ideal. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back there, I think, next uh, 
February. Yep. Uh, Country Week will be in so Shepparton, and then we'll also Shepparton and Marupna. They'll uh, they'll use some of the uh, the quartet there, and also uh, the Oval. So look, outstanding club, uh, the Shepparton Lawn Tennis Club. You know, really strong sort of uh, players have have come through that region, the Goulburn. Yep. And uh, I'm not surprised you had a great time up there, Chris. Good they on do you, an Chris. excellent job. Mate, really appreciate your call. Uh, you're a regular texter into our program, keeping us abreast of uh, things that are happening out there at the coalface of the game. So really appreciate that. But we're breaking down the winners thanks to AATC, Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, providing quality coach education right across the globe. So they've got courses delivered by industry leaders, tennis business owners. You can learn locally, coach globally, internationally endorsed. So if you want to inquire and enrol, head to AATC. Dot tennis. So Sitsipas beats Davidovich Fakina, who beat Djokovic. We'll hear from Novak uh, very soon. Big rise for the Spaniard. We've been talking about Carlos Elcaraz singing his praises while she rightly so for a number of weeks. Davidovich Fakina's gone on a bit of a different journey. He's four years older, uh, the different coloured socks. He's effervescent. He's out there. He plays on the edge. Boy, oh boy, did he earn his spot in the final. I mean, he was covered in clay just about every match he uh, played. He dived around for everything. The Energizer Bunny, great second set against Sitsipas uh, today. But he's weak, of course, uh, coming through. Uh, Marcus Giron, uh, Djokovic in a, in a great match, um, you know, particularly resetting after Djokovic took that second set. Goffan, the inform Fritz, uh, Dimitrov in a semifinal. So he earned his place. But Stefanos and the clay are a nice matchup. Absolutely. Look, uh, I remember watching uh, Davidovich Fikina. I think he played John Millman at the uh, Tokyo Olympics. Yep. And, you know, sapping conditions. And it was a grueling match. And, and John, I thought, was playing really well at that time. And, 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 and the Spaniard was able to outlast him and, mm. and showed tremendous hustle that day to see him diving. As you said, he, you know, certainly uh, handy for the, uh, the laundromats this week. I'm sure the laundry bill will be uh, fairly exceptional. Although yep. The check for uh, making... You know, the biggest run of his career at Masters level will be uh, sizable. Yep. But you're right about Sitsipas. I mean, he you know, he showed last year through the clay court period. He won Monte Carlo last year. Mm. I think he, mm. he you know, then made the final in Barcelona and really pushed Rafa. I think he won an ATP 250 in Lyon you know, in the lead up to the French. And then goes at Roland Garros, I think led two sets to yep, love against Novak in that final. Mm. Clearly, you know, I think we, I think we can rightly say that Clay is his best surface. I yep. think he's uh, clearly someone that's a title threat, uh, you know, in Paris again in a couple of, well, in six or so weeks. To beat, you know, the players he beat, Fognini, you know, sends Fognini out, to, out of the top 60. Uh, Gere, Schwartzman, that, you know, great three-set match yeah. Uh, yeah. in the quarterfinal. And then uh, Zarev sort of rolled through him in the semifinal and rolled through uh, Davidovich Fikina in the final. It was a, it was a really impressive uh, performance by him. Um I'll be fascinated to see what happens because I, I do think he's clearly a leading contender for Paris. No doubt. And once again, he's off to Barcelona uh, for this week uh, coming and Davidovich Fakina inside the uh, the top 30 to 27 in the world and coming. So I, I like the cut of his jib, this young man. Oh, look, and I suspect there'll be a few seeds in Paris that uh, yep. will be very happy he's not uh, floating around uh, outside the seeded players because clearly if you're getting him in the first or second round, you know you're in for one hell of a match. But... What I loved about Monte Carlo was just some of those epic three-set matches. I think the quarterfinals where you had, uh, you know, Davidovich Fikina beating Fritz, yeah. uh, Dimitrov beating Herkax, yeah. um, pass knocking off Schwartzman, and and, and Zarev and Sinner having that uh, that thriller. I, I yeah. think there was something like twenty-seven three-set yeah. matches for the uh, for the week. Astonishing yeah. tennis. Um, 
and that 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 quarterfinal day went forever. Yeah, uh, look, you're right, and the, I, mean, I, I love the clay court period. I mean, this is where you really earn your stripes, isn't it? And you you got to you got to play a lot of balls. You got to be patient. You got to. Uh, and, and we always talk about, you know, Walsh here, Australian players having not, you know, grown up and played a lot of clay court tennis and they've got to go overseas to get, you know, that grounding. But uh, for a lot of others, that's that's been the surface they've grown up on. They they relish this time of year. Oh, The Europeans yeah. and South Americans. For them, it's uh, all about Roland Garros. Like, yep. for, you know, I, I'm absolutely certain there are a lot of players, you know, a lot of players from, through Europe, et cetera, that prize Roland Garros more than Wimbledon. Yeah, no, you know, yeah. for Australians, it's it's clearly Wimbledon. For yep. for a lot of other players, it's it, you know it's Wimbledon as well. But there are those who would have Roland Garros and the and the clay championship firmly at the top of their uh, wish list. Absolutely. So Sitsi Pass six three seven six. Demon all went out round two. Took a set off Andre Rublev. Uh, Stan Vavrinka was encouraged by his performance. So first tournament back in a long time. Lost to Bublik. Uh, went down in three. But we might have a quick listen to Novak who went out to Davidovich uh, Fakina in that uh, second round. He was outplayed in the first and the third sets, but he just hung in there, and here he was his reaction, his first match back in quite some time. Did you expect such a difficult match on your return? That was a, a hell of a game out there. A very, very tough one. Well, I'd like to congratulate Alejandro. He he was a better player. He managed to find a better rhythm, I think, in the first first two sets. I, I was hanging on the rope, so, you know, in the entire match, I was really chasing the result constantly, so can't speak too much about my chances. Had some games where I was break points, game points, and I just lost many of those games in the first set. Also second. We could have won this match in straight sets, and I just kind of fought my way through to the third but then I was just physically completely I collapsed you know I couldn't couldn't move anymore I'm not gonna stop here I'm gonna keep going and hopefully build my form for Roland Garros you know that's the big goal of the clay season look I knew you know, a few days ago when I spoke to you I knew that it's gonna take some time for me to really feel my best on the, on the on the clay I mean that's historically always been the case never played very well in the opening tournaments of the clay season but it's okay you know obviously it is what it is I have to accept the defeat and keep working uh, keep working indeed. So uh, off to Belgrade at home uh, this week as the top seed. We'll keep moving along. We're going to get to Igor Fiontek and the Fed Cup very, very soon. Lots of other uh, talking points on the show. Uh, of course, plenty of content to take a look at in your own time uh, here at the First Serve. Apart from our Monday night show, we've got Crunching the Numbers, Aussies Only, Play USA, our specified uh, podcast offerings each month with uh, more to come. So you can subscribe to the First Serve via your preferred podcast platform or head to the podcast section at thefirstserve.com.au. That's all thanks to our good friends at Hume Tennis and Community Centre. It's a mini Melbourne park out in Melbourne's north. Tim Connell and his team do a beautiful job. It's got tennis for everyone, perfect also for coaches and players. So if you're coming from interstate to train and compete, very close to Melbourne Airport, there's accommodation just around the corner. You can train, uh, play, eat, sleep. It's all there, one-stop shop. Find out more, Hume Tennis. You'll slip in a break. Plenty on the text as well. We'll get to all that next here on The First Serve. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. At glgcorp.com, The First Serve, your home of tennis. Poland through to the finals for the first time. And it comes after Iga Świątek defeats Andrea Prisakariu. Six love, 
Six love, and she has now won 19 consecutive matches. The world number one, Shiantek, she is just on fire. She is on fire indeed. While she mentioned it earlier, the magical number of 19, the Billie Jean King Cups. We had the qualifiers over the weekend. Australia got the reprieve, as everyone knows, courtesy of uh, Russia uh, being disqualified and uh, through to the finals in November. But it went like this. Italy 3-1 over France. Uh, Camilla Georgie, you know she's my favourite. Not probably for the reasons you think, uh, but sometimes she's not my favourite, depending on what day you're interviewing her. But, um, gee, I saw a smile on her face uh, while she, which was extraordinary, because she won the decisive match. France actually subbed out Elise Cornet. What a move from Julian Benito, the captain. That was it. <laughs> so she beats Harmony Tan 6-2-6 love. How about something out of Lisa Cornet, one of the great fighters? Yeah, there's a few, uh, there was a few interesting uh, decisions made in terms of selection uh, for the reverse signals uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, a curious one with, uh, I think, in the Czech Republic as well. With, yep. uh, you know, they opted for for Fruitovova. Yep. Uh, I've, I've pronounced that poorly. Yeah, um, no, you're right. The young. So we mentioned the yep. two. Well, there's the two yep. sisters, aren't they? The older one. Yeah. Lin- yeah, is so it Linda, the old Linda, one? Yep. yep, brought her in for the uh, for the uh, for the reverse, and she was beaten by Harriet Dart, which kept that tie alive. I mean, the the checks went through, but mm. it was. Um, but you're right with Cornet, unbelievably proud and, and, yes. and passionate player, and you know that she would have given her all and scrapped uh, right to the bitter end. Yep. So that's that's a surprising one for mine as well. Open the door up for Camilla Georgie to go whack in the decisive match there. USA three two over Ukraine, so it came down to the dubs here. Asia Muhammad, Jessica Bagula got it done. You mentioned the Czech Republic that came down to the doubles. Mukova and Von Drusova got it done. Three two over GB Kazakhstan, three one over Germany. Uh, Robakina, two wins. She's bound for the top 10 at some stage. Tall, strapping, big ball striker. She's just uh, taking nice strides in her tennis career. Yeah, and knock off uh, Ange Kerber, who we know is sort of in the, no, not not the dominant player she was as the world number one going back to 2017 or so, but mm. certainly still a classy player. And to, you know, I think that's a big one for Kazakhstan because it's the first time they've qualified for the uh, Billie yep. Jean King Cup finals or the Fed Cup as it was formerly known. So, yeah, And they played that at home, I think. Is yeah, the first yeah, time they right. might have played yeah. at home in a in a major tie. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but yeah, it's a really significant win. Canada four zip over Latvia, so Leila Fernandez the key there with a couple of wins. Sarah Cerebus Tormo with that beautiful uh, service action. <laughs> well, she uh, Spain four zip over the Netherlands. We've mentioned Fiontek, she's just flying. Uh, individually and leading her country, um, dropped one game in four sets. Quite extraordinary. Four zip Poland over Romania and Belgium, of course, the walkover over Belarus, who were also um, disqualified from taking any further part in the Fed Cup. So I think it might be the end of this month or it's the next few weeks where the draw will be decided. We'll see who Australia's pitted against and we're going to wait for a little while. They were really good last year in the uh, in Prague, making the semifinals, which was uh, an exceptional performance for a young team. Clearly, uh with, uh, you know, we would have loved to have had Ash Barty there and she would have uh, played yep. on the weekend uh, had uh, had uh, Russia and Belarus not been, I suppose, banned from the competition. She would have been on the court in Brisbane, mm. which would have been... Um, a finale. A finale, a, yeah. a, a highlight, but not to be. Um, I'd be fascinated to see what unfolds in the Australian team. You, you think that, you know, Alia and Daria yep. and Storm Sanders are, are certainly mm. probably guarantees for that team. You know, touch wood as long as they're fit. But then we see what happens uh, with the uh, the younger players coming through. No is doubt. Madison Inglis, Priscilla Hun. Yep. There's, a, there's a chance for, for someone to really make a make a stand. There's a spot indeed. Just want to go back to Monte Carlo for one second because I hate forgetting about the doubles. Uh, Joe Salisbury a week ago, the, the new world number one, Rajiv Ram. So the top two, 
their, their second Masters 1000 title together. They won in Canada last year. So fourth year together. Actually great to watch as a pair. They've got great synergy, these two. They won the doubles in uh, Monte Carlo. So we should always give the doubles a shout out there. Absolutely. I think Purcell and uh, um, Matt Ebden had a good win over them at the Australian Open earlier this year. They did. Uh, in the semi-final. Uh, John yep. Pierce yep. partnered uh, Karatsev, which I thought was an interesting combination. I think they won a round and got rolled in the... Mm. In the second round in Monte Carlo, oh, so yeah, Venus and uh, Putes. Yes, yep, yeah. very, uh, very, very good combination. Uh, the New Zealander and the uh, and the German. Indeed, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Happy to take your calls right throughout the hour. I'll get to a few of your texts in just a moment. Quick wrap of the challenges. Sarah Soda. We had some Australians there, but it was uh, Daniel Elahi Galan, the course, uh, who got through uh, to win that title. Twenty-five-year-old Colombian, so he's up uh, to one hundred and thirteen in the world. Fourth uh, challenger title. Uh, Luke Seville and J.P. Smith, though, they're playing this sort of string of challenges at the moment. They were the top seeds, uh, got knocked out in the semi-final there. Uh, Nuno Borges, the number two seed from Portugal. So he's up 18 spots to 131. He's building a nice challenger uh, profile now. He dominated one about 10 ITF titles uh, coming through the ranks. So everyone goes on this different journey. And as we know, you get to about 130. It's, you can somehow just stay there or drop. So it's a tough area to try and get out of. Absolutely, and I mean, it makes a massive difference in terms of your uh, your planning for the following year if you can know that you're in qualifying, but then if you can somehow bump that up to, to top 100 and know you've got, you know, basically entry into the four grand yeah. slams, it, yep. it's a significant uh, lift for you. So trying to make ground, we've had a few women who have been sort of caught in that range. We've had, you know, Chris O'Connell's been in that range mm. where just trying to take that next step into the top 100. Yeah, nice little segue because he made the quarters in Madrid. That was a challenger last week for uh, Chris. It was uh, Pedro Cachin, the Argentinian who uh, won that uh, tournament, his third uh, challenger title. So he's up uh, 38 spots back inside the top 200. And I always love a guy who comes from qualifying. And this happens. This happens a lot in uh, tennis. Um, Antoine Belair, the qualifier, who I've just got to double check because um, I'm not quite across his work. He's actually jumped up 178 spots to 310. So you have one big win of significance and you're going somewhere. And it can happen, can't it? Uh, Switzerland. So no surprise, Switzerland are going to probably produce, uh, you know, not uh, not Roger Federer all over, but they've got some players with some promises, young Stricker, who's yep. around the mark. So they've got a few there in the pipeline. Whether any of them progress, we'll have to wait and see. No, but you would have uh, you would have anticipated that uh, with Federer and Verinka uh, having such long yep. and brilliant careers mm. that you would hope that they would inspire uh, <laughs> the next generation uh, or two to uh, to try and match the you know the deeds of the two icons. Indeed, a few on the text. If I live to be a thousand, you won't see an Aussie male win the French Open. That's Pierre from uh, Paris, who's uh, texted apparently. Well, you know, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. So that you'll live to a thousand, and I'd also love to hope that there'll be an Australian that comes along that proves him wrong. I think Pierre sent another text here. This might be a new texter into the uh, first serve. Uh, g'day, Brett. Great stat repack cash, never beating um, Boris Becker. Yes, Harry was all over at the start. Uh, Brett, in sad news, now we're double checking this, but Craig in Hampton is telling us, while she, that Kevin Anderson, the great South African, two time. Grand Slam finalist has decided to retire from the tour late last week after a good career. His body just could not go any longer. Now, we've been digging, and there's actually nothing publicised about it at all. Yeah, look, certainly nothing uh, nothing on social media channels or on news sources. So, mm. I mean, look, that that, that, that would be uh, you know, quite the scoop there. He Look, he was last on court uh, a month or so, actually in Miami earlier yes. 
earlier this month. I think uh, he, he yeah, beat, Alex Bo- beat Alex Bowling in qualies and yep. uh, then lost to Mitchell Kruger, the American, uh, yep. in the second round. And I think you said you saw him play in, uh, in O'Connell, New Wells. Wells qualies, yeah, lost there. Um, so, look, he's had a great career. He, mm. he certainly had some injury worries. I, I know last year, uh, I think perhaps in Newport, Rhode Island, he, he yep. sort of said, he, yeah, he conceded the end was clearly uh, closer than... Um, uh, you know, you know the the start of his career because you know well into his mid thirties. Um, I think he's what is he thirty five at the moment. Yeah. So you know, not necessarily a surprise. And okay. but a great career to come from South Africa to then go to college and to and to then parlay that into a uh, you know to become a top ten player and making finals at the US Open and at Wimbledon. Mm. Outstanding, really. Yeah, it's a great story indeed. So Craig, will uh, yeah, despite there being nothing officially on news sources, so we'll we'll take your word for that. But we'll continue to check. I love this one from uh, Percy. I'm nearly ninety years of age. God bless you, Percy. I'm not sure if you're a mate of Harry's, but it's great to have you listening to our show. Any chance of the Frenchies using a dark coloured tennis ball so I can pick it up in a rally from Percy? It can be hard to see. It's it's a very good point, Percy. Um, you know, and I'm sure you've watched a hell of a lot of tennis in your time. Um, it can be hard to pick up at times on the clay court, uh, which is you know the the orange uh, the yellow ball it's or the green ball it's uh, surprising given the contrast with the red. But no, I I can understand what you're saying there. And BP, it's Damien from Abu Dhabi. Now Damien during the Ash Barty final was regularly, in fact, throughout the Australian Open was regularly texting us. It was fantastic. If you remember, we went through Ash Barty's Australian Open win and semi together. We did. We rode the roller coaster. Damien, you were driving in Abu Dhabi. You nearly drove off the road. Uh, Thank goodness you didn't. I hope you're both right about Iga Sviantec. We have loaded up on her to win the French. Love your work, boys, in the show. Well, she's the real deal. So she's going to be staying around the pointy end for some time. Yeah, and, and look, we, we know that, you know, obviously a lot needs to go right in those two weeks. But when you're in the form she's in, and she's a former winner at Roland Garros, so that's where the big breakthrough came. Yep. You know, you, clearly she's the leading contender. Um, you know, I would obviously uh, love to have seen Asha. <laughs> Over there again because I think last year that was one that got away from her when mm. she uh, when she was injured. Yep. Um, because my word, she was a fabulous clay court player uh, as well as a former champion there in 2019. No doubt. Well, she's here tonight thanks to Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and construction specialist, Asti Tennis Courts. They're trusted by Melbourne tennis clubs and councils. So check them out. A S T E dot com dot au. A break. Uh, plenty more to come. Uh, paddle tennis. Well, she's been in Las Vegas. I want to pick that apart next, amongst a few other things. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Certainly is your home of tennis every Monday night across uh, the SCN network. And go shopping tonight as well, tennisdirect.com.au. All your goodies will be delivered to your front door, uh, wherever you are around Australia. Use that code FIRSTSERVE10. So uh, rackets, accessories, everything you need from our great friends at uh, Tennis Direct. Uh, Brett Phillips and Courtney Walsh uh, tonight. Just a couple on the text. Uh, do tennis players get paid enough? Uh, Sinner looks like he needs a good feed from uh, a good mate, uh, Mario, over there in Maslin Beach. He's always good with the text, Mario, over in Adelaide. I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities for some of the <laughs> finest pasta <laughs> oh, in the no. world. for uh, The Italianos. And, and if, you, if you've seen some of those tournament, web, uh, tournament restaurants, uh, they can be outstanding. I remember in Shanghai a few years back and the the quality of the food in that player restaurant, my word. Monte Carlo wouldn't be uh, stingy. No, I wouldn't have thought so. And uh, and you're probably looking uh, pretty good in Indian Wells and those yeah, places yeah. as well, the Australian Open yep. as well. So No doubt. Uh, no, I'm sure I'm sure 
Uh, he's going okay, uh, Mr. Sinner. Uh, guys love the show. I usually podcast it as I used to live in Europe. Uh, clay court season is the best time to follow tennis. All the events before the French are the highest quality all year. I love Jenny Drummond, uh, as we all do. Great part of our commentary team over the summer. Thank you, Alex. You're right. When you think about Monte Carlo, Barcelona, Madrid, to the beautiful Italian Open, the setting there in Rome, to Roland Garros. I mean, it is a great time of the year. It's it's where you earn your wins. Oh, absolutely. And, and look, the other thing is, like even some of the 250s, like I think, or the 500s, you know, yeah. Stuttgart this week, yes. uh, I think Ash Barty was the winner there last year. But, yep. you know, the, the field she beat there was outstanding. Uh, you know, I think you, you have a couple of beautiful ones sort of uh, – in Lyon, for mm-hmm. example, uh, mm. you know, in the leading, I think Sam Stozer had some success, sort of in Paris, uh, leading into uh, sorry, Strasbourg. Be, in Strasbourg, I think yeah. leading into a into a great run to the to yep. the French Open final one year. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's it's a superb uh, superb time of the year, no yeah. doubt at all. Just setting the scene for this week, you mentioned Barcelona. So Jordan Thompson running around this week to take on Martin Fuchovic. Uh, Demonor will have the bye in the first round, so he will be there. Alexi Poprin. Tough year, isn't it? Um, he's four and twelve now, so third seed in qualifying at ninety eight in the world. Lost to the man ranked at two hundred and one. Just not quite sure where he's at. And that partnership with Craig O'Shaughnessy will be fascinating to see how long that lasts. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting. It's uh, you know, hopefully there is some wins coming soon. Um, you, you know, you think with his uh, the tools at his disposal, you, you would hope that yep. you know he starts to make. But we know, but younger professionals, they do have times where. Things go wrong, like mm. where, there, where there are periods where there, mm. you know, whether it's injury or if there's some motivation issues, etc. And, and I'm not suggesting that's the case in, in this regard, but it clearly he's not firing on all cylinders. I noticed uh, at challenger level, you've got a, a couple of, you know, Kubler had a, had an okay win, and then uh, then was beaten by the champion last week. Good yep. to see him back in on the green clay. But Bernie Tomic yes. uh, and Rinky uh, Hijikata are playing in Mexico this week, they so. Are. They're back. Long way back from Bernie, but... Um, John can... Millman's got Dominic Team. Yeah. It's great to see Team back. We saw him come back and play a challenge. I think it's COVID. Yes. So he comes back to play the Serbia Open up against John. So there's a workout for your uh, your first real big match back. I would have thought so. It'd be good to see... You know, John was beaten in qualies last week by uh, Taro, Dan- uh, mm. Taro, I think it was, yes, yep. in uh, in Monte Carlo. It'd be good to see him get a couple of wins on the board uh, on the clay before... Yeah, you know, he heads towards uh, the French Open as well. Purcell and Ebden to play dubs. They're going beautifully at the moment. Bianca Andrescu back six months out of the game. She spent so much time off court while she. I mean, her rankings outside the top one hundred. Another big injury break. Boy, oh boy, we'd love her to see her just play some tennis. The two thousand and nineteen U.S. Open champion. And she was, yeah, you know, when she when she hit the scene, it was, uh, you know, she was clearly an exceptional player and yep. and that great win over uh, Serena I think in their final and she'd won at Indian Wells I think before that mm. but barely played since it's uh, you know and she's got great Coast. variety good power yeah uh, I think she's teamed up with uh, is it Sven um, in terms Bonneville, of yeah, yeah in yes. terms of a coaching I believe that's yep. a, that's the case so it'll be interesting mm. to see what sort of uh, you know how you know because he he's clearly he follows us on the first serve clearly an outstanding yeah. coach so yeah. let's uh, let's see how what he can do with Bianca because she's a talent to be reckoned with and, and if there are people to challenge Eager she would be one of them if she can get herself fit no doubt Storm Sanders qualifying uh, for this uh, event the, the Porsche Grand Prix in Stuttgart which uh, Barty won last year so she'll play Raducanu which is a tough one but hopefully Stormy can uh, put together some good singles form now after uh, some good doubles performances at the start of the year. And I think she'd fancy her chances in that. We know that uh, Emma had her first ever professional match, uh, yep. really on uh, on clay on the weekend in terms of uh, in the Fed Cup. Had a win in the first one, and then was 
soundly beaten by mm. Bondrasova, who is no, no no surprise given she's a French Open finalist uh, going back two or three years ago. But, yep. you know, first WTA match on clay this weekend for the U- reigning US Open champion. Um, it will be interesting to see if uh, Storm can... In trouble her. I, I, I think she's got the game to certainly test her. Be nice to uh, yeah, see her get closer and get inside that top 100. Ola Tomjanovic will play in Istanbul. Got Alison Van Hintvink from Belgium uh, coming up uh, this week. Jamie Foulis, uh, a chance maybe. She's got Serenko, former world number 23, but she's a long way from that. If uh, Jamie could win that quality match and get into a, a WTA 250, that'd be a good bonus. So good ball striker, and we'd love to see her take the next step as well. Absolutely, it's you know so long ago since she had that win on debut at the Australian Open. I'd I'd love to see her, uh, you know, make it to the WTA, and and and, and she's shown it at different times that she's yep. capable of competing with the uh, with the best women in the world. So let's let's hope she can have that uh, follow up that nice opening round qualifying win with another one tonight. No doubt. You mentioned Bernie and uh, Rinky Hijikata, who I'm a massive fan of. They're in Mexico. Uh, O'Connell's in Croatia this week. Uh, Kubler's in Tallahassee in uh, Florida. Uh, Luke Savile and JP Smith, the top seeds again in the doubles. We've got a lot of uh, young Aussies playing some ITFs around the globe this week, which we'll keep an eye on at thefirstserve.com.au and all our social channels as well. I do need to mention the 5pm Collective, Australian Alcohol Delivered. Use the code FIRSTSERVE to get 10% off your first order at 5pmcollective.com. That is all one word, so nice little discount there and you'll be well looked after. Let's squeeze in a break because I want to allow some time at the back end Talk about paddle tennis, uh, Boris Becker, and the article around Ash Barty and I suppose the implications going forward for Tennis Australia in a new rights deal and their major drawcard now taken away from the biggest uh, showpiece tennis event we have in this country. That's next on The First Serve. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. At glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. Welcome back to the first serve uh, on the text, Aaron at Airport West. Uh, Brett, great weekend of grass court tennis at Sonata over the weekend as a spectator only, unfortunately. Uh, some great tennis courts, well looked after. May even make a comeback next year. How good is Easter tennis on the grass? Good on you, Aaron, who does a great job uh, working in the game and always a, a regular follower of us. We'll be on next uh, Tuesday. A reminder to the 26th after Anzac Day, 8 o'clock next Tuesday, the 26th of April. We will go back and revisit with Tennis Australia the whole UTR situation. I noticed that uh, Tennis New South Wales put out a statement on competitive playing opportunities. So we're going to go back and circle back because we've spoken to parents and players and coaches and a lot of people uh, across metro and and regional parts of Australia. So obviously uh, New South Wales is being fairly active in speaking to TA about the real concerns, particularly regionally, of the drop-in entries and how UTR is affecting that. So we will do that and give it its um, just time next week. But Walshy, you wrote an article about two weeks ago on our website, Paddle Storming Onto the Horizon. You not only wrote about it, you played over in the US. We've only got a few minutes, but just give us your experience of it. Obviously, TA are heavily looking into paddle tennis. It's something that is now really global. And there would be some of the doomsdays here who would say, do we need to be focusing on this? Do we focus you know, just on getting professional tennis right? But your experience of playing? Uh, look, uh, it was yeah, quite quite, uh, quite the honour uh, and a little bit of a surprise. But um, 
yeah, the call up to play uh, in the World Championships, the Senior World Championships, which were held in Las Vegas, about 20 minutes off the strip at a, an, yep. an eight-court club uh, specialist paddle club in uh, in Las Vegas, um, sort of run by the, you know, I suppose the International Paddle Federation, but also the uh, the US uh, Federation there. And to see, you know, players from all around the world, uh, the spirit was absolutely sensational. Mm. Some of the talent on offer was extraordinary. The, you know, the Spaniards who were, you know, some of whom have just off the professional circuit sort of through Europe were, yep. you know, extraordinary quality, uh, you know, and, and the caliber that they played with was just exceptional. Uh, they won both the men's and the women's. The Argentinians were exceptionally good. They certainly uh, towed uh, towed us up, uh, you know, early on in the week. But look, the, the the crew that went away with you know the Australians, you know, a, a group from Perth, a, a group from Queensland, uh, some from Sydney, um, a couple from Melbourne. Uh, you know, and we also had a couple of uh, you know a couple come across from Spain and from the UK. So tremendous players, tremendous investment. Um, and look, it was interesting, as you said. I, I certainly penned an article, had a good chat to Callum Beale from Tennis Australia, who, uh, you know, tremendous fella. And looking at, I suppose, complementary racket sports to tennis, mm. uh, and this is, uh, I, I think, it's an interesting sort of debate. I think that was that arose from uh, from that story that I wrote about Tennis Australia's investment into it and the reasons why they're partnering with Padel and, and what they see. Uh, you know, the importance of collaboration as opposed to being competitive, because we've seen overseas. You know, in Spain, it's the the second biggest sport in Spain behind soccer. It's certainly, yep. in terms of numbers of, of paddle rackets sold, you know, I think double more than double the amount of tennis rackets. So that's a problem for I think for tennis in Spain with a nation that's had Rafael Nadal, yeah. such an unbelievable player. Mm. Uh, in Sweden, I think there's five times as many uh, tennis court uh, paddle courts as tennis courts now, and and you know people like Bjorkman and. Yep. And Tommy Johansson, who uh, a former Aussie Open champion, are heavily invested. You see Andy Murray with a big investment in the UK and some of the world's biggest soccer stars sort of, you know, also involved uh, financially. I think there's a promise to sort of build something like 500 courts through the UK. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, Melbourne's just had a centre open up uh, down underneath the Baldy Bridge. Three courts, really good. The KDV centre, which I've played at in the Gold Coast, is is outstanding. Uh, Four courts there. I think there's six in Sydney. In Perth, there's a couple of different options, which is great to see. So, can you see it sort of being alongside the uh, you know traditional you know clubs operating as, as tennis clubs, traditional forms of tennis? Can it sort of complement and, and find a place there? I mean, there'd be people say, why are we? Why is tennis Australia? Why are we focusing on stuff like that? Just just get our performance pathway right. Let's get players aspiring to play traditional tennis and get more players ranked from Australia. I don't don't dispute anything in terms of the. You know, we should be pushing to have the highest caliber of, of players coming from the country, and and, yep. and to have you know multiple players in the top one hundred, the top fifty, the top twenty. But this, we we shouldn't forget that tennis is also a a sport for forever. Mm. But this, the, tennis mm. Australia, I think, sees it as a uh, as an extension. You can play into your thirties, into your forties, and your fifties. It's yep. not as hard on the body, and 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 they see the more people involved, they see it as complementary, yep. as opposed to uh, competitive. So. Look, you know, I, I love my tennis and will continue to play that regularly, but I will also be playing more and more padel. It's, okay. uh, it's well, a great sport. We are going to go down as a first-serve team and, and actually try out the Docklands uh, facility in the next few weeks, so we'll come back with our own uh, thoughts on that. Thank you, Walshie. We race through the hour, as always. Thanks to Yarra Tennis Coaching, Eaglemont Tennis Club, just off the Eastern. Junior adult programs available. Shane Scrutton is a beauty. 30 years coaching experience. His mission is simply to improve your game, whether you're a complete beginner or a serious player. Check out Shane and his crew at yarratennis.com.au. Thanks for coming in.
Absolute pleasure and a lovely club to play at there as well. Indeed. Play pedal tennis the other week. Good fun. Could be a fun novelty. Thank you, Brad. And it will be on next Tuesday, 8 o'clock, the 26th. Have a great weekend and beautifully. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.